0: This week on The Clubhouse, we continue our stadium series with the home of the 27-time World Series champion New York Yankees and Yankee Stadium. Anthony is currently touring the country with his hit Broadway musical, If Then. Go to ifthenthemusical.com tour to find out when he's coming to your town. Over the next several months, Anthony and I will be dedicating one episode to every team, and we'll be discussing why we think you should visit each and every one of their home ballparks. We are also including episodes from my Rounding Third podcast, which features interviews with fans I met as I made my 17,000-mile drive across the country to attend a game at all 30 stadiums. There are also some truly amazing guests that we have lined up for you for our regular episodes that will be dropping every couple of weeks or so. This episode was recorded in my apartment in New York City. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is a wonderful day for baseball. My name is Manish Jain, and sitting next to me, as always, is Mr. Anthony Rapp. I sure am. So, on uh, today's special episode, we're going to be focusing on the New York Yankees and Yankee Stadium. Yay, Yankee Stadium, the historic... Oh wait a minute. No. No, this isn't historic anymore. at all, no, is it? It's new. No, it's this new, one actually new Yeah, yeah. They 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 2. tore 0. that one all down. Two, 0. 2 point Two a half well, two and a half, two point five. Because you know, the renovations of the old stadium happened back in okay. the seventies. All right. So yeah. this this is this is two point five. But uh let's first actually talk about the house that Ruth built. Had you ever been to the house that Ruth built? Yeah, I was there
1: uh Four times, I think total. I went to there was a there was a time. Wow, it's quite a few years ago because <laughs> Carlos Zambrano was one of the pitchers. So it was the the first time the Cubs had been to Yankee Stadium since they had seen them in the World Series. In uh, <laughs> oh, I know what so I mean. long ago. <laughs> uh, it was something weird like that. Like a, it was a, an enormous amount of time since they'd been to Yankee Stadium. So I got sure. tickets to to the series, and. <laughs> I mean, the Cubs weren't great that year, by any means. Um, The the Yankees fans were so intense about the Cubs. I mean, they were so... Anti or pro? Anti. Really? Yes, Yes, that was my feeling. It was like, they were so aggressive, you know, in their glee at the (laughs) Cubs not doing, you know, not winning that game. I mean, that was just, maybe I was projecting, but so... And the other Yankees stadium, my first time uh, that I ever was there was with a diehard Yankees fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was really excited to, be, to take me. And I think I've talked about this before, but I just think it bears repeating because it was so foreign to me as a Cubs fan. They were down early, like five or six to nothing against the, the Texas Rangers. The Yankees, were. the Yankees were. And no one in the ballpark was worried and then the Yankees came back and won the game. But to to experience that, to be in a room confidence. or a stadium. It's such a
0: wonderful thing, isn't it? Just just confidence it, in your team's ability to come back. Yeah. It's it's it's, I it's mean, a rare thing. There was a time, you know, in this season not quite so much with the
1: Cubs because the Cubs have been playing much better by this season. I mean, 2015, but you know, there was a time as a Cubs fan, if
0: we were down a run, <laughs> the the stadium would be like, "Whoa." Well, I mean as as I mean I don't even have to say a year for this as a Tigers fan. Over the last several years with that wonderful bullpen of ours, a three run lead, you feel like, oh God. (laughs) Like it's, it's, there's, there's, I mean, it's, you want a six run lead. And even that, Anthony and I, uh, actually, earlier in the 2015 season, Anthony and I, uh, I believe we may have been, I'm not sure which ballpark we were at the time when this was happening, but the Tigers had an eight to nothing lead in the eighth inning and promptly uh, just gave it up uh and yeah. and lost the game remember, yeah. uh again and, yeah. and yes anthony and i absolutely he just he he looked at me and i was laughing at that point and i think he was a little bit confused He's like aren't you mad i was like I, how can you how can you be mad that's comical like you can't like this it's it's beyond the pale it's you can't be mad at that anymore because it's like yeah. yep that's that's amazing <laughs>
1: So that was my old Yankee Stadium, and the other thing I remember about the old Yankee Stadium, it was the loudest place I think I've ever. It been really in my was. Life. There was a so scary. There was
0: a scary. Well, because the train, you would hear the train, you would hear everything. Like you would just, it was. That place was terrifying, and I, I didn't
1: think it was very
0: nice. I didn't think It was. No. It was oh no, no, no. I mean, aesthetically speaking, it was not great. I, yeah. I remember the first time I went to Yankee Stadium at some point in the uh, early '90s, and it just looked dirty. Like it just looked like gross, and I was like, "What? This is the the vaunted, beautiful, gorgeous, pristine Yankee Stadium?" This is my other favorite memory
1: of the early Yankee, of the first Yankee Stadium, is because this was in I think this has to have been like two thousand two, maybe or three, you know, some somewhere in that sure r- region. You know, so it was before the Red Sox had won the World Series. Okay. Oh, so this was a a Texas Rangers game. Yeah. Nothing to do with the Red Sox. Yep. As we were leaving the stadium, there were chants of 1918, 1918. As we were leaving the stadium.
0: I went to a game at Yankee Stadium, probably in '97, '98, '99, in that general vicinity, and they were playing the Orioles. I don't know why. It's a weird game. It was a random, who cares, meaningless regular season game, but I remember the. Yankees line from that it was uh they scored six runs off of three hits and had three errors I don't know why it was just 6-3-3 was the last I know it's just weird I don't know why I just that stuck with me forever but similarly they were playing the Orioles and for apropos of nothing just for no reason in the middle of the game just Red Sox suck 1918 I mean it's just that's that was really in that era you know, um, that Yankees-Red Sox rivalry in that, you know, uh, late 90s, early 2000s era was as white-hot as anything that I've ever seen. Like, it was, uh, you know, people bemoan ESPN for, for running Red Sox and Yankees highlights constantly, and that's all they did. But in the late 90s, early 2000s, that was baseball. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. was, that was absolutely good television. Um, but, you know, I was going to mention this in the City Field episode, but we can say it now in the Yankee Stadium episode. I really like the fact that we have an AL here in New York, that we have an AL and an NL team. Yeah. Because I was, you know, you had mentioned in the City Field uh, episode that whenever the Cubs come to town, you go to all the, you know, you try to go to all the Cubs-Mets game. Similarly for me, when the Tigers come to town, I try to get tickets to the Yankees-Tigers games. Now, you have a little bit easier because the ticket prices at City Field are a fraction of what they are at Yankee Stadium. It is... I mean, I've said this before, and I'll maybe I haven't said it on the podcast, but a couple years back, I went to a four-game set at uh, Yankee Stadium, and um, I got free tickets to the first game, which is the only reason I was able to sit on field level, because they were uh, tickets a buddy of mine ga- ga- uh, got for me. The other three games, I had to pay for myself, and I sat in the upper deck, and I paid for the three games in total for one ticket, mind you, I believe it was 380 bucks. Yeah. Three hundred eighty bucks. Like it's just, it's, it's. Nice. Yeah, I mean that's that's ludicrous. That's that's. There's eighty one of these boys. There's a lot of these. Like, what are you doing, Yankee Stadium? Which you know, which brings us to, the House to Steinbrenner Bill. Yeah. Two thousand nine. Do you remember your first game at uh, the well, new? Okay, so here's. Yankee m- stadium. I have a very personal
1: experience at the new Yankee Stadium, which was um, last June twenty third. <laughs> It was a day off from I was in if then at the time and I was in I I got the wonderful opportunity to play in a in a charity softball game on the field at Yankee Stadium. So that was my first time actually st- setting foot. No, I'm sorry. No, I had seen a game there before. Okay, yeah, seen, I'm sorry. I'd seen wow, a I'd that seen, was No, okay. no, I'm sorry. Had seen, so you had but, seen a game. I'm though. sorry. Had, I'm confusing the the time, but my the this is the more major Yankee Stadium memory is that. While on the field, simply taking a ground ball between innings, my ACL ruptured and I went to a knee and had to leave the field. And it wasn't, you know, my ACL must have been like sad in the first place because <laughs> it was not from some crazy, you know, a friend of mine was like, you should tell him you. It was from like diving yeah. to your left for a ground ball. It was like, Gina. Yeah, no, absolutely. it just literally, I was like step stepping to the left of my ACL. Your went. old man body just said, done. Yeah so that's you know that but i will say like the f- being on the field yeah it's lovely like being on any baseball field is oh, lovely. of course but it and it also it's sort of like being on a stage in the sense that like a lot of theaters if you're in the theater the theater might seem huge but then when you're on the stage it feels so much smaller from that vantage point sure and there's a similar feeling of being on the field of a, this really big place yankee stadium but it just felt much more intimate than that so I have a, a really wonderful, it's like a, a, even though that happened to me that day, it was still a, a wonderful, it was a beautiful summer day. It was like all Absolutely. these, all these things were, were really, I got to sit in the dugout, you know, actually be a player in the dugout. <laughs> I got to, was in the locker room, you know, all those yeah. things. So all, all that experience uh, colors it. it, in colors a, in it exactly. Way. Exactly. And the only, t- the only game I saw, um, one of the one of the co, like they have a a big share, is it happens to be you know a a theater family, like a, the the Nederlanders, or I didn't even know this. They have they have some you know part ownership, and I don't even know if that's a secret thing. So I don't even know if we can talk about this, but um, we'll see. So, we'll edit it
0: out if we have to. Yes.
1: So. Uh, and through through his generosity, um, there were a couple of us from the show were able to go and sit like literally in the front row behind the dugout and like you know and those really fancy cushy seats. Fancy yeah, seats. you got the fancy seats. So that was like those were great experiences. So you know, in a, but having said all that, I don't think that there's <laughs> much like from a from a audience you know a crowd perspective.
0: I'm not sure there's a lot about Yankee Stadium that really makes it special. But what I say is it, it feels like I'm going to a very very wealthy grandmother's house and it feels like everything is and is is like under plastic and you can't touch anything for fear of breaking or 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 smudging the the paint somewhere it just feels very very i mean look the the one thing (laughs) about yankee stadium that will never not make me laugh is so monument park monument park is we all know monument park billy crystal talked about how you know um you thought that that uh the uh monuments out there with their gravestones. I actually thought the similar thing when I was a young kid, when I was very little, I thought those monuments were actually where Ruth and all those guys were buried. It kind of freaked me out a little bit, but the ghosts of all them existed in Yankees in old Yankee stadium. Well, in this new park, you know, they moved monument park here. And, and the first time I went to monument park, you just go and you see there's Garrick, there's Ruth, there's mantle. There's, I mean, there's the most legendary ball players in the history of the game. And they're all in like a V shape. Uh, you know, for you mighty ducks fans, a little flying V that is, and the point of that V is the biggest monument in Monument Park, hailed the king, Mr. George Steinbrenner. Yeah, that's and it's the silliest thing in the world. You've got a spring training stadium named after you, George. You got, you know, it's, it's just, it's that to me is New Yankee Stadium in a nutshell. It's, it's we're all there for George, and and you know. It just, it bums me out that I live in a city that has two professional baseball teams and I don't have season tickets to either one of them because I can't afford it. I afforded season tickets to the Orioles when I was an 18 year old broke college kid. I was able to afford a partial season ticket plan to them. And I just can't now. Yeah. I mean, could I buy a ticket up in, you know, section 500 in the corner? Of course. Yeah. I mean, there's, there are some seats, but I like to see it in relatively decent seats. And the fact that they are just so obnoxiously overpriced that if you want to sit on field level anywhere, it's minimum 160, 170, $180, 200 bucks. Where it's just, what are you doing? You can't. You're not going to bring in new fans. And I know you're the Yankees, and you don't need new fans. But I mean, I don't know. I don't want just low rich kids being able to watch the Yankees. I want actual people to be able. Not that rich people aren't actual people. <laughs> but I call myself right there. Rich people are wonderful, and I love them. But I'd like uh, a, a, a wider swath. <laughs> of of uh, uh demographic but there might uh, be
1: a rich person or two listening to this
0: podcast Manish. I, I love rich people. Rich people, you're the best, but give some of us a chance every once in a while to have some of those fun experiences. Uh, but uh so Yankee Stadium, you know, it's it's I will say, you know, in an effort to keep in a pause, and you know for me I always like to say that there is a reason to go to all 30 parks. I mean the reason to go to 30 for, for Yankee Stadium for me is is, you know, Look, like it is the Yankees, and, and when you do walk in there, they've got this Hall of Fame museum, which I don't think uh, no, we've talked. You, you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah. It's it's small. Once again, it's similarly a small uh, museum, much like uh, City Fields Museum, but it has a really cool uh, statue of uh, uh, Larson's perfect game, throwing it to uh, Yogi Berra, mm. and it's 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 Larson, uh, Don Larson, uh, in the windup throwing the ball, and the arc of the pitch. Goes towards Yogi, who's at the other side in a crouching catching position, and then underneath the arc of the ball is just a glass case filled with autographed baseballs from all the Yankees of the past. It's a really beautiful, cool. Yeah. cool, cool shot. In fact, I mean, I have a photo of it on uh, roundingthird.net uh, on uh, my website uh, on the Yankees page. It's a it's a really uh, a cool statue that they've got a Thurman Munson uh, locker. Uh, you know, his, his kind of locker, uh, after Thurman tragically passed away and, uh, they've got some really cool stuff in that, uh, museum. And so, you know, and look, and it's Yankee stadium. It's not the old Yankee stadium. It's not the official Yankee stadium across the street is the footprint of the old Yankee stadium with, uh, the, the, uh, home plate, I believe is still intact there. And some of the foul poles I believe are still intact. Uh, so, I mean, when you come to New York, you got two things to do. Well, three things go to city field, go to Yankee stadium and go to Brighino baseball clubhouse. You know, those are it's a, it's a pretty cool baseball Those are your town. three baseball things to do. There's lots of other things to do in New York. Also, I'm not aware of anything else. Oh, okay, I'm pretty sure there's only three things to do in New York. All right, okay. I've lived here for but nine years now, and that's that's pretty oh, much all. By I the did. way, the garlic fries, Yankee Stadium, delicious. Garlic fries are really really tasty. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this one up now because we we've gone a little bit too long here, and uh, you've got an interview to listen to that uh, I did with the uh, bald Vinny. One of the bleacher creatures, Bald actually. Vinny? You don't know Bald Vinny? Bald Vinny is one of the original bleacher creatures out there in Yankee Stadium. He's a bit of a little local celebrity out there for, for Yankees fans. And so uh, take a listen to uh, my experience, my first experience uh, at uh, Yankee Stadium, at the new Yankee Stadium, I should say. And uh, we will see you next time here in the clubhouse. We're going to take just a brief break so that Anthony and I can tell you about our first giveaway. I have a 2016 Baseball Stadium's wall calendar for sale through TF Publishing. They're available at amazon.com, calendars.com, as well as your local Meyer, Big Lots, Stop and Shop, and more. I'll include all this info about how you can purchase one of my uh, calendars at my website, roundingthird.net. But for now, Anthony has a very exciting announcement to tell you all about so uh we're gonna have our first giveaway it's a giveaway contest here it's very simple
1: uh we are always looking for more trivia questions to ask our our guests for their for the game that we play at the end um so if you have any cool trivia questions about your favorite team or about any team that you love or anything send them to us please at clubhouse podcast at gmail.com or on twitter at clubhouse pod and we will look through those. And if we wind up using one of your questions, we will give you a free signed wall calendar and it will be signed by Manish, who was the photographer. He will sign the Detroit Tigers, Comerica Park picture. And I will sign the Wrigley Field picture because I am a diehard Cubs fan. So send us your questions,
0: please, and uh, good luck. If you are a new listener to the Clubhouse Podcast, welcome. For more great baseball conversations, please take a look at our archives. Like our chat with Tony Award-winning composer Tom Kitt. In this clip, Tom reveals that his father was actually a minor league pitcher with the Yankees. My father uh, is a former professional baseball player. My father actually was drafted by the Yankees. My
1: father has a lot of expertise and often will expound his uh, his (laughs) wisdom for the for the game but um yes but those are the kinds of conversations and you know if a guy's if if my dad my dad was a left-handed pitcher and threw in the in the upper 90s and he was a starter but if he's going and he's feeling good let the guy throw absolutely At the end of the day your best pitcher righty lefty is going to be a better matchup than a weaker guy who 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 might have a, a curveball
0: advantage you know Welcome everybody to another edition of Rounding Third with Manish Jain. This is the second episode of the podcast and the second stadium on my tour, the New York Yankees and Yankee Stadium. This was actually my first time at the new Yankee Stadium. I'd been to the old one several times, but uh, yeah, this is the first time I was able to actually make it down to catch a game. What I was really looking forward to, however, was the fact that after experiencing the Subway Series at Citi Field, now I got to see how the Yankees fans were going to treat the Mets fans, as once again, the Mets took on the Yankees in the Subway Series. Uh, the Yankees actually introduced me to Bald Vinny, one of the famed bleacher creatures that uh, has sit in the right field bleachers for several years now. He dates back to the old Yankee Stadium, and actually you're going to hear a little bit of my interview with him coming up soon. Before we get to that, though, I wanted to take care of a little bit of business here that I forgot to do in the last episode and just remind you guys to check out roundingthird.net. Uh, that's the website that I've got where you'll be able to check out some pictures of my tour and a little write-up I'm doing basically of my travel days, of each of the games. And if you have any suggestions or anything that you really want to hear about as I do this 95-day, 15,000-mile journey, please feel free to email me at roundingthirdpodcast at gmail.com or you can uh, tweet me at roundingthirdmj. Um, or, yeah, just just uh, sign up for the mailing list at roundingthird.net. So now we got that out of the way, uh, I want to get back to Yankee Stadium. So it was a pretty interesting experience for me. Uh, I was actually quite surprised at how, I don't know the word to put on it. Honestly, I'm just going to put it tame, the atmosphere was. I was really expecting a, a raucous, crazy crowd for the Subway Series, but, you know, I didn't really see that. You know, I I saw a more passionate fan base at City Field than I did at Yankee Stadium. And I don't know if that has to do with ticket prices. I don't know if it has to do with the fact that, you know, 90% of their team is on the DL at the time that I uh, saw this game. But look, when I saw the game, they were in first place. And there's no excuse for them not to have brought out some crazy raucous fans for the Subway Series. I've lived in New York for the last couple of years, and anytime I've met a Mets fan or Yankees fan in the world, they seem to have the proper amount of vitriol for one another, but for whatever reason, that didn't really seem to translate into the stadium itself. Now, it could be because the Mets put a five spot up on David Phelps in the first inning, but even before the game, it wasn't really that crazy. I ended up meeting a cop that was kind of walking around the stadium, and I chatted with him for a couple of minutes. And I was just asking him, you know, how crazy these games get, and, you know, if he's ever had to really throw anybody out or what it's like, you know, patrolling a Subway Series game. And he basically said that since the new stadium was built, it's gotten a lot less crazy. Now, obviously, it's always great if you're not sitting next to that drunk idiot who's just obnoxiously screaming and shouting at other fans in the stadium. I'm not looking for fans turning on fans here. I'm more looking for the Yankees fans representing their city, or at least their borough, and giving the Mets players a little bit of razzing. I didn't really hear any of that. Now, like I said, it could be because of the five-run first. It could be because the Yankees have simply priced out the loud people and the people that are actually passionate and crazy about that team, because I did actually see quite a few empty seats throughout that stadium, including in the bleachers, which, you know, look, they're not the greatest seats in the house, but you're going to be able to get them for 20, 30 bucks. I understand that this is no longer the house that Ruth built. This is now the house that George built. And for better, or for worse, this is what we've got. But I was just, I'm not going to lie. I had a better experience at city field. And I don't credit that to the walk-off win. I just think the fans of City Field were louder, more passionate, and crazier than the people that I met at Yankee Stadium. It just seemed a lot more serene. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just, it seemed, it almost seemed calm. It was very strange to, to witness a game in this new Yankee Stadium. I mean, they've done a great job with the amenities. The food is obviously phenomenal. There are plenty of luxury boxes. And the Yankee Museum is actually something that I highly, highly recommend. There are a couple of pictures from my trip to the museum that are up on the website, including a pretty cool structure of Don Larson throwing the final pitch of his perfect game to Yogi Berra. Uh, I, you know, explaining it's not gonna do it justice. Just head on over to the website and and check out that photo. Um, and you know what? The, the one other thing that I really really enjoyed about Yankee Stadium is the fact that they do let you walk around Monument Park. I got to the stadium about 2 hours before the first pitch and if you enter through gate H and I believe make a left you'll be able to go right to Monument Park and check them all out and you can actually watch the batting practice from center field for a couple of minutes there but you know that was a pretty special experience you know growing up and and watching the monuments on and the old Yankee Stadium that was something that I always feared as a kid so being able to you know touch them and stand right next to them was something that was pretty special so you know they, they they've done a good job of trying to create a really wonderful experience for the fan but look you can't talk about yankee stadium without talking about the fact that the prices are insane you know it's it's absolutely ludicrous what they charge for lower bowl seats i mean i was sitting you will once again you'll see on the site you know it cost me fifty dollars to sit in the upper upper deck of of the stadium which you know, look, I love those seats. Those are actually my favorite seats in the stadium. You know, you can see a bird's eye view of the entire field and you can watch the plays develop. But one of the other reasons why they're my favorite seats at a lot of these stadiums is that they're oftentimes relatively cheap. That's not the case uh, here. Or to be fair, over at City Field, those those tickets are pretty expensive as well. But you don't want enough about ticket prices. I don't want to talk about that. We all know how annoying ticket prices are. But look, at the end of the day, it still is fun to go catch a game at a ballpark. And actually with that, I want to introduce my interview with Bald Vinny, a bleacher creature at Yankee Stadium. For those of you who don't know much about the bleacher creatures, i want to give you a quick little primer here. Basically, these are honestly what fans should be. These guys are passionate, crazy, loud, and they cheer on their team and they jeer on their opponents with the most fervor I've seen thus far. Uh, They basically started in, I'd say, the late 80s, early 90s, but you'll hear more of that uh, in the interview. And, you know, what these guys do is they just mercilessly jump on whatever opposing team's right fielder is directly in front of them. They've been sitting in the right field bleachers over at the old Yankee Stadium, and now they've moved on to the new Yankee Stadium. But the one thing that is actually pretty cool with what they do is something called the Yankee Roll Call. This roll call is actually a really fun experience. Basically what they do is they get the entire crowd up, They get them chanting, they get them clapping, and they get them focused on each individual Yankee player. As they chant their name, the Yankee player will actually turn to the right field bleachers, either tip his cap, wave, nod, in some way, shape, or form, acknowledge that he hears the fans, he appreciates the fans, and he loves the fans. And then they move on to the next one. They do this for seven out of the nine guys in the field, leaving out the pitcher and catcher, because this actually happens in the top of the first inning while play is going on. I was able to sit with the Bleacher Creatures for the first couple of innings, and I actually captured the roll call, so at the end of the episode, you'll be able to hear the Yankee roll call for the Subway Series for May 29th, 2013. So here it is. Uh, This is about a 10, 12-minute interview with Bald Vinny, one of the famed Yankee Bleacher Creatures. Hope you enjoy it. All right, I'm here with Vinny Milano, but you probably know him a little bit better as Bald Vinny, one of the bleacher creatures from uh, Yankee Stadium. Thanks so much for joining me today, Vinny.
2: Thanks for having me, man. appreciate it.
0: So before we get into your uh, bleacher creature days, I just wanted to get uh, a little bit of a backstory as to what brought you to baseball to begin with.
2: I guess just like everybody else, you know, I became a fan because my family were fans. Uh, We watched it when I was growing up. Yankees were always on, uh, on the TV. And in the late 70s, early 80s, the Bronx wasn't really the best place to come hang out and watch a game. So, like I said, we mostly watched it on TV at home, and that's what led me to be a fan today. Well, it's fascinating because as I'm doing this
0: tour, part of why I'm doing this is to kind of feel the experience sitting in the stands versus watching on TV. So you said it was kind of dangerous to, to come out to uh, uh, the old Yankee Stadium, or was it just what was what was the reason why you didn't come out?
2: Well, th- this area wasn't really the best of areas. The South Bronx wasn't, um, you know, the safest neighborhood. There's been a lot of changes and, and cleans up in the area, but uh, you know now it's a great place. There's a lot of security here. It's, it's completely different than than the mid '80s, but. Uh, yeah, we come here and we, we like to have a good time and encourage like minded Yankee fans to do the same. Well, what was your first stadium experience as far as when, when was the earliest you remember actually
0: coming out to the ballpark?
2: I came in September of uh, 87. We sat in the right field corner against the Detroit Tigers. The Yankees got whomped. Uh, there was probably about 15,000 people there all together. Uh, it rained most of the night and I had a blast.
0: That is fantastic. So, all right, now let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, your, your time as a bleacher creature. How exactly did that come about?
2: You know I used to work in Midtown Manhattan, Uh, I worked in dot com sales uh, and advertising and it was low man on the totem pole, you know, uh, and I was always waiting for work. So I worked out a great deal with my boss that would let me come up to the stadium and, and check out the game. And then I would head back to my office and all my desk would be sit- all my work would be sitting on my desk. And I would stay late and hang out and finish it all and leave it for them in the morning. And in exchange, I got to come in a couple hours later. And that's really what turned me on to coming to games. Uh, I had a, a philosophy back then. It was either go home and, and watch it alone on TV or for back then it was $6. Come up here and see it live. So it was a no-brainer, you know?
0: No, absolutely. So then did you start making friends here, or did you start bringing friends to the ballpark, or or how exactly did you start creating those bonds here?
2: Back in the old days, uh, it used to be general admission out in the bleachers, and you couldn't really sit in our old section unless you were known. Um, And I just kind of started making friends. You know, we used to have to wait online for tickets because, like I said, there was no uh, season tickets like there are now. Uh, You'd meet the same guys online. You'd see familiar faces, and then one day it was, hey, I'm running late for work. You grab me a ticket, and then you're in. And then that you get invited to come hang out for a couple of beers and then you get invited, you know, and then we have a a great relationship off the field, which is really what makes our group unique. You know, we hang out at each other's houses for holidays. I had a bunch of people over my house for Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I had like five tables of Bleacher Creatures at my wedding. Uh, We're definitely a unique group of fans.
0: Well, for my listeners who may not be too familiar with the Bleacher Creatures, can you just give a brief overview of what exactly you guys are?
2: Sure. Essentially, we consider ourselves the heartbeat of Yankee Stadium. We're the loud, passionate fans. If you're ever talking to somebody and they're like, yo, I know this Yankee fan. He's so obnoxious. Chances are he's one of us. (laughs) Uh, We like being passionate about the Yankees. We don't care if you don't like it, Uh, and and we like to have fun. We get behind our team. We support our crew. That's who we are, and we're here every night. Uh, we're here making noise. We're the ones getting up with two strikes and uh, two outs, making you know, clapping and making some noise. I always say a lot of fans cheer when stuff happens. Bleacher Creatures cheer to make stuff happen.
0: Oh, That's beautiful. I wish more fans were actually like you. Uh, so when the uh, Yankees moved from old Yankee Stadium to now the new one that was uh, built in uh, 2009, was it? So exactly how did that affect the Bleacher Creatures?
2: You know, we, uh, back in the old stadium, we kind of, like I said, didn't really have such a great relationship uh, with the organization. Uh, We were kind of like the black sheep of the family. Um, We were the outsiders. We were the unruly, rambunctious, obnoxious crew. Uh, And we thought that that moving across the street would be the perfect opportunity for them to break us up. Uh, Because at that time, we did have season tickets, but we thought they would offer us something quote unquote comparable. Um, Yeah, this is what you had. This is what we can offer that's similar. Uh, Actually, as a surprise to all of us, Prior to anybody else even getting a seating chart or even knowing what seat location we were going to be, uh, they asked us for a, a list of all of our names and account numbers and where we sat, and they said, "Okay," and we all said, "Really?" <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we brought over like 137 full season tickets, some, some obnoxious amount. It was awesome. They kept they kept the core group together, uh, they, and you know we think it's great because now you know we feel like we're a part of the the team. You know. The roll call has been such a a unique aspect and it's something that's been going on for so long that it's almost our own tradition, just like the YMCA that they do in the the bottom of the fifth. Uh, So it it means a lot to us that they thought of us and brought us over and and kept us all together and and hopefully we can keep it going for years to come. That's
0: awesome, man. So, I mean, have they ever done really anything else to reach out to you guys as far as giving you guys, you know, special deals or meeting the players or anything cool like that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. In 2009, we were graciously invited to participate in Hope Week, uh, which is a program, a community service program called called Helping Others Persevere and Excel. And it's a community outreach that the Yankees uh, started where they go out and pick different needy organizations and they lend help. And it's an organization-wide thing. Coaches, players, front office staff, everybody participates. And in 2009 they asked us for the first time to come out and uh, we came to an empty stadium after a game and they had a group from Orange Orange County, New York, come up uh, called the Beautiful People, which is a group of disabled youngsters and they played ball on the field at Yankee Stadium. And we roll-called all of them, and it was awesome. And then we got, you know, got to hang out on the field and meet some of the guys who were participating in that day's events. And uh, that was really our first crossing the line to really you know, helping out and giving back. And since then, we've been invited to Hope Week every year, and we love being able to, to participate. You know The fact that, that people look at our group as uh, you know, strong supporters of the Yankees. We come out for anything. Uh, anything they need us to do, we're there for them. So I, I think they, they can rely on us in that, that regard.
0: Well, you know, to me that is beautiful. If you are a fan of the stadium, you want to be getting on the other team. You want to be heckling them. You want to be making sure that, you know, you're helping your team win. Absolutely. So what exactly as far as, you know, I'm sure you've got hundreds of, of stories about just a player that maybe you really got on and, and you really got in his head. But what are a couple of your favorite moments as far as getting that one player just
2: completely rattled? Well, you know, we look at at heckling in the bleachers as kind of like an art form. You know, anybody can get up on a bench and yell, you suck. That takes no creativity whatsoever. Our biggest friend is uh, our smartphones these days. We'll wiki anybody uh, (laughs) and we'll find out that you hit a buck 87 uh, at Washingtonville High School and we'll make fun of you for that. I really don't care. Um, I can't hit a curveball, my arm is terrible, uh, I, I, there's nothing I can do to help the Yankees win. But if I could take somebody else's mind off the game for like a half a second, then we feel like we've done our job. You know, We have a great rapport with guys uh, who have been in the AL for a long time, guys you see a lot. Um, your Nick Markakis, your Nixon, Trot Nixons, I mean even a guy like Vernon Wells who's now on our side, uh, he was a favorite of ours for years. Uh, to just rip on. We would even go up to Toronto uh, as a crew, like 25, 30 guys We would sit in the right field section in, in Toronto behind the Yankee bullpen and give it to their players just the same and took our show on the road. So we have a really long history with with, a, with guys like that. And I said to Vernon uh, a couple of weeks ago, we did a great photo day on the field here that was sponsored by Cannon and the New York Yankees. And uh, I said, how does it feel? You want know, to finally be on the other side. And he loves it, man. Uh, you know, getting your name chanted in a good way instead of being made fun of <laughs> certainly certainly makes you feel more at home. Absolutely, so just a couple more questions. Um, so one thing that
0: I've always been fascinated by is so you go to every single home game, how do you keep your voice from completely going out and, and all of a sudden you know, not being able to yell and scream and jeer do you do something do you drink tea or do you do something to uh, you know maintain your voice?
2: I have two tricks. Uh, my first one was I quit smoking like five years ago. It's been the best thing I've ever done. Uh, when I did smoke, by the third game of the season it sounded like I'd gargled glass and I'd sound like that till October. It was brutal. Um, the second trick I learned was from a guy who sits behind me. His son is involved in uh, in theater. And he told me a trick uh, of theater actors and singers and whatnot is to chug a can of room-temperature pineapple juice right before you go on. So right before I leave uh, my T-shirt stand right outside of Billy's Sports Bar, I head inside and I chug myself a little pineapple juice and it. It helps keep my throat uh, nice and soothed. That is fantastic. <laughs> you wouldn't think that there's a legit something there. There is legit stuff there. You know, I, I would love... Uh, Ricola and Halls are my friend in the beginning and the end of the year, but uh, through most of the summer, I rely on pineapple juice. We gotta work on getting some sort of some pineapple sponsors. juice sponsorship for the
0: Bleacher Creatures. I mean, come on, that
2: just makes uh, sense. Absolutely, I, I go to BJ's uh, about once a month and I buy a huge case they're like <laughs> 69 cents a can. They're like my favorite thing of the world. I keep them in my van. Um, it's awesome i love them
0: (laughs) nice all right so uh outside of the bleacher creatures just and when you um go to games you know on your own so when you're just going to enjoy the game and not really get get on anybody you know is there a difference in how you approach the game or how you uh take take in the game or
2: well i mean it's very rare for me to be here uh and and not be a bleacher creature i mean i don't sit anywhere else i don't sit in the box seats unless i'm going to visit somebody uh it's very rare that i actually leave section 203 and i am here every day because i work here. Um, being a bleacher creature, believe it or not, is my job. Uh, it's supported by a small t-shirt company that I run, catered to the guys who sit in the bleachers. We make a little hardcore apparel, stuff with skulls and flames and you know stuff like that. Uh, and I do also original player apparel, not your average thing, you're walking to Models and fine. Something again that caters to the hardcore Yankee fans. So one lets me do the other. You know, being here every day, uh, lets me sell the shirts or else I wouldn't be authentic. People wouldn't believe me because I am the hardcore fan. I am here every day. Last game I missed was May 6, 2009. So I, I put my time in, and, and fans know that, and they can rely on me being here and coming and hanging out. And if they want to make some noise with us, they definitely can come do so.
0: Well, that is one thing I checked out your stand. I'm going to uh, snap a couple pictures there. You know, everybody needs to come out to the stadium and buy one of your T-shirts because, you know, you're supporting a hardcore fan. We all grow up and we all envision being a bleacher creature in some sort of uh, form you know whether it's yelling and screaming or getting people up to, to chant or whatever it may be we all got a little bit of that in us so we need to support people like you who've done this and, and given us you know uh, a good road map of how to do that.
2: Thanks man I certainly appreciate this you know I started my business uh, in my parents basement uh, almost 14 years ago making shirts by hand for a couple of people who sat in our section and it's grown tremendously and like I said I cater to hardcore Yankee fans with all original Yankee fan apparel if you ever come up here We're located right outside of Billy's Sports Bar, right on River Avenue, underneath the train platform. You can shop online 24-7, baldvinnie.com. We ship everywhere in the continental United States. So hit us up, check us out. We got some great apparel for you.
0: Yeah, I'll make sure that there's going to be a link on the website, so everyone needs to go out there. If you're a Yankee fan, you need to go ahead and buy one of those shirts for me. So, uh, Bald I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for uh, uh, chatting with me here. We're standing outside Yankee Stadium. It's a beautiful day. We got the Subway Series tonight. You got any uh, words about the uh, those uh, New York Mets. It was a rough loss last night.
2: Listen, man, you know, you, you, you want to win every game as a fan, but you take the losses as, as they come, and Mets Met fans should be happy. They beat our best in Mariano last night, but tonight's a new night, and we're more focused on, on winning the war. Those little battles you can be lost, but our, our goal is October, and I don't think they really have that focus in, in Queens, so ready to make some noise for our New York Yankees tonight, and uh, let's go, Yanks. Let's go, baby. All right, thank you so much.
0: I want to thank Vinny one more time for taking a couple of minutes to remind me what the Yankee legacy is really all about and kind of introduced me to this crazy passionate fan base and inviting me to sit with them in the bleachers for a couple of innings. Maybe I just caught the Yanks on a bad day. They were in the middle of getting swept by the Mets. Half their team was on the DL at the time that I saw the game. You know maybe what i'm going to need to do is when i get back to new york after this tour is done i'll take one more stop by yankee stadium and see if they can redeem themselves because i will say ultimately i was kind of disappointed i don't know maybe i just had too high of expectations but it's yankee stadium i don't know. you know what we're gonna move on from that when i left the bleachers i headed back up to my section 420 And I ended up meeting a father and son, Sean Boardman, and his son, Zach, who actually had a pretty unique story as far as how they got into the stadium and his history of winning tickets to games for baseball, for the Super Bowl, for, well, you know what? I'll let him tell the story. Just a brief four or five minute interview with Sean Boardman and his son, Zach. So we're sitting here at Yankee Stadium and I'm with Sean Boardman and his son, Zach. Thanks for uh, taking a couple minutes to talk to me.
3: Oh, this is great! You know, I've heard about people trying to do the thirty ballpark tours. It's the first time I met anybody who actually did it, so it's exciting to meet you.
0: So, before we were turning this on, uh, you were telling me some stories about all the tickets that you've won and kind of all the contests that you've been a part of. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about just your history of trying to win tickets uh, for ball games?
3: Well, I, uh, you know, I like winning free stuff as anybody would, and um, I was sort of a trivia buff growing up. And with the advent of sports talk radio over the last twenty years, you know, taking off nationwide, especially in New York. They just give away lots of tickets, and a lot of times you got to know a certain fact. And uh, I just sort of made it my obsession, my avocation, to just try to win tickets. And this is the fourth year in a row that my son and I have gone to a Subway Series game by winning tickets from a New York radio station. So it's it's sort of a tradition.
0: That's fantastic. So uh, you said you're taking your son here. When was uh, the first game that your son and you uh, attended?
3: First game we attended was actually in the old stadium. He was really little. Uh, so that would have been what 2008, I think. He was uh, about six or seven years old, and he's just—you um, know—I don't force it on him. He just loves it. He loves Derek Cheater. He actually plays shortstop, and he just—he uh, picks up a lot of the game. And uh, it, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's nothing better than taking your son to a ball game. So, uh, you know, we're creating memories for
0: a lifetime, hopefully. Do you mind if I ask him a question? Sure. Zach, so what's your favorite baseball memory? of Coming to the ballpark with your dad. Um. Probably just being at the park. Yeah, and and your favorite player is Derek Jeter. So, all right. So, what was you also saying that you you won tickets to Super Bowls and and Francesca's tickets here at the stadium? Yeah, I've been. I've won tickets to three different World Series.
3: Uh, we went. Zach and I actually we got to go to the 2009 World Series. The first two games against the Phillies. Uh, the dime, the Scott Brosius game when Byung Young Kim the second night in a row and he gave up the home the two-out game tying home run for the Yankees. I was here at that game. That was the loudest I've ever heard this stadium. Uh, What else? Uh, 99 World Series against the Braves. Uh, Won tickets to 14 different Super Bowls. So it's just just something I'm passionate about. And someday maybe I'll be like you and write a book about it. But right now, you know, that's like my goal every year. So, um, you know, my friends all know me as a Super Bowl guy. And they always, you know, they just like to hear about when I win stuff. That's a lot of fun.
0: Well as we're talking here the Mets are just putting a whooping on the Yankees Uh, It is now eight to nothing in the uh, top of the fourth inning so that's some of the uh, the dull roar you're hearing in the background is uh, some. Some Mets fans who snuck into the stadium. But, uh, all right, so so we'll just wrap it up, and then we'll get back to watching the game. But uh, just tell me what your absolute favorite memory of going to any ballpark, either when you were a kid or taking your son. What's your favorite memory of any ballpark experience? Favorite single memory, wow. Oh, there's, there's
3: been so many. Uh, you know what? It probably is the game that actually mentioned the Scott Brosius game because when, Byung, they, when they brought Young Young Kim in to pitch to warm up, And it was the night after he gave up the tying home run to Tino Martinez. Everyone in the stadium was clapping because it's like, we can't believe they're bringing him in again. And then when Brocious hit it, he knew immediately it was gone. And like I said, it was the loudest I've ever heard the stadium. And the the sheer disbelief that it happened two nights in a row, two game-tying, two-out, ninth-inning, game-tying, two-run World Series home runs was just unbelievable. And, you know, that was right after 9-11s. And um, so, you know, the Yankees were up 3-2 to after they won that game in the 11th inning when um, Afonso Soriano got the single. But then Arizona came back and won the next two games. So that even though the Yankees lost that series, that was um, just for sheer energy, that was the most electric uh, of any Yankee game I've ever been to.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time, and hopefully the Yankees will uh, make a little bit of a comeback here because this is just getting sad. This, it's...
3: this is bad. I was at a game, I don't know what, was, ten, 10 years ago, and Clemens gave up a grand slam to Piazza in one of these subway series, and it was like 8 or 9 nothing by about this time in the third, fourth inning. And it's the first time I've ever left a Yankee game. So many Yankee fans left because the Met fans took over the stadium, and that
0: is about to be what's happening tonight. Yeah, there are quite a few Met fans here at the stadium tonight, but uh, thanks again, and uh, we're going to go back to the game now. As you can hear on that clip, the game was getting out of hand at a certain point, and the Mets fans really were starting to outnumber the Yankee fans. But for Sean and Zach, they were still having a good time. They were walking around the stadium and sitting in different seats and trying to experience as much of the ballpark as possible. But with that, I'm going to wrap up another edition of the Rounding Third podcast. I am going to redirect you, though, to check out the blog uh, that we'll be updating Maybe not every day, but every other day. Um, if you sign up to the mailing list, I'm telling you, you're never going to hear from me unless i have got a blog post to put up there. So feel free to uh, put in your email address and you'll get uh, weekly updates. That's it. You'll get one email a week from me that tells you when new blog posts are coming up and how you can track me over this tour. Um, if there's anything you guys want to hear about as far as my travels are concerned, as far as where I'm staying or how I'm really getting around, please, you know, shoot me an email at roundingthirdpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And really, if you guys have a story about how much you love baseball, that's always something that I'm willing to hear as well. You know, I want to talk to baseball fans. You know, if I'm coming to your city and you're going to be coming to a game, shoot me an email and let me know. Maybe we can meet up sometime. And that brings us to the end of the Yankees edition of the Rounding Third Podcast. I did have a good time at Yankee Stadium. I know I said my expectations were a little bit too high and I was a bit disappointed here and there, but I'll be honest with you. I've never had a bad experience at a ballpark. I may have expected more, but it was still fun. I met some really great people. I got to join in the roll call and I watched the ball game. There's really not much more you can ask for. And thank all of you as you continue to join me as I round third heading for home. After chatting with Vinny outside of the stadium, he invited me to come sit with him and the Bleacher Creatures to take part in the famed Roll Call. The players' names may have changed, but the fans stay the same. Home base for the clubhouse podcast is the bergino baseball clubhouse located at 67 east 11th street in new york city seriously folks this is without a doubt my favorite baseball spot in the country from the baseball inspired artwork on the walls to the one-of-a-kind memorabilia for sale and the amazing baseball fans that are just hanging out on the bleachers inside the store this place is the best if you can't make it into bergino's in person please visit bergino.com and pick up a gift for your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, really anybody in your life, or even just yourself. If you can make it in, make sure you mention the podcast and you'll get a free bag tag with any purchase. You can follow Anthony and I individually at rounding third MJ for me and at albino kid for Anthony. Thank you so much for listening. Have an awesome week.